Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Brian from Seco. I interviewed him live at Home Delivery World, and I cannot believe a whole year has gone by since he's last been on the show. And I got to interview him once again at this year's Home Delivery World as well. And so the episode was a little bit different to our usual interviews. This time, Brian and I talked all about how the pandemic changed last mile delivery for ever. It's an important topic as the spotlight is increasingly focused on the last mile. So it was really interesting to dive into the challenges, the opportunities, what the future might bring for the industry, and exactly how Seco are helping their customers to navigate this changing landscape. Lots of information in there, lots of helpful advice. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And remember, if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 348. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community. New innovations and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. When you're looking for cutting-edge resources on innovation and trends across supply chain, where do you go? What about when you're on a mission to find like-minded professionals and cultivate relationships that go beyond an emoji reaction? And what about when you're trying to generate leads, build campaigns, and get ahead of the game in the unique world of supply chain marketing? Supply Chain has been missing a single collaborative hub that brings people and ideas together in an environment that is safe yet stimulating for everyone until now. Just one platform that's as dynamic and innovative as you are. Welcome to the Secret Society of Supply Chain, a private network for the supply chain community. An industry first brought to you by supply chain media entrepreneur, Sarah Barnes Humphrey. The Secret Society of Supply Chain brings professionals of all backgrounds and experience levels together in the industry's largest dynamic network, focusing on industry learning and career development, as well as networking and community. The Secret Society of Supply Chain hosts all the content, connection, and creativity you need for supply chain success. But which group is for you? Well, head over to letstalksupplychain.com, find the Secret of Society banner, and take the quiz and join our waitlist. There are limited number of spots available, so make sure to get on that waitlist so that you are one of the first into the Secret Society of Supply Chain. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Before we dive in, I'm going to ask you a question. What was the average cost per failed delivery in 2020? It was the height of the pandemic and e-commerce was booming. So what impact did that have? Any ideas? Let us know what you think over on social media and keep listening because all will be revealed at the end of the show. So today I'm joined by a last mile delivery fulfillment brand with a network of over 10 million drivers. 600 courier entities, and more than 65 logistics companies across the U.S. It's truly an impressive network. But who does it belong to? Well, I'll reveal it after the poll of the week. So the question we asked you, how do you prefer your content on LinkedIn? 77% said text and image. Wow. Only 17% of you said video, and 3% of you said carousel. Edward Murphy, I use polls to pose a question and create debate 
site and then the post to provide evidence, examples, recommendations. But like all of the above mentioned options, I will do be doing a mix of them when I am promoting my business. Lisa, a combination of all of the above. Let's talk supply chain. Well, thank you to everybody who weighed in on the poll of the week. Remember, we ask you a question every single Wednesday morning. So go check it out. Be part of the conversation and uh, get networking. All right. So now back to today's episode and which award-winning logistics platform is joining me today? Well, it's OneRail. OneRail is a last mile delivery fulfillment solution providing shippers across all verticals with Amazon level dependability and speed to keep their delivery promise. With a real-time connected network of 10 million drivers, OneRail finds the right vehicle for the right delivery so shippers can gain low prices and greater capacity to rapidly scale their businesses. And it's Bill Cantania, founder and CEO of OneRail that is joining me today. Bill is a tech entrepreneur with a list of accolades as long as my arm. He won the SCLA Pitch Tank Contest, was a supply and demand chain executive pros to no award winner, an Orlando Business Journal Game Changer and Fire Award winner. And if that wasn't enough, he also founded digital coupon pioneer M.Dot Network, leading his team to win the Amazon Web Services Startup Challenge, beating over 1,500 companies from 23 countries. I mean, I am impressed, and I think you will be too, especially with the founding story of OneRail. So today, Bill will be telling me all about that journey, about OneRail, what they do, the challenges and opportunities around capacity, and why OneRail believes that technology can't change all outcomes, but people can. So welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am so excited to have you. We are here at Home Delivery World in Philadelphia. The industry is buzzing. We're talking about all things last mile, supply chain, delivery. So talk to us about OneRail. What is the founder story? Like, how did you come about? Yeah, so the founder story, you know, it all started with really a bad customer experience. Okay. Uh, I never had spent a day in supply chain before starting OneRail. And I previously had started two tech companies. And I was in a home improvement store uh, I was buying a refrigerator. That's where the whole journey started. Okay. And they told me it would take 10 days to get it. And I, wow. I, I was in total disbelief that it could actually take 10 days to get a refrigerator, especially when I was looking right at it. So from there, within a second of them telling me it was going to take 10 days to get it, I started searching for Uber for delivery, Uber for moving. Right. I didn't really find anything in my zip code. Um, so I went to work really trying to understand the market, trying to understand gig economy and moving. Uh, that led me down a path. And the very first iteration of what we built was an on-demand moving and delivery company. Okay. Um, it was actually you know predecessor to what you see with OneRail. You know, after doing that for, for about a year or two, you know, we started doing it in multiple states. You know, Lisa started running operations. I started uh, raising capital, yes. and then it was uh, it was about midway through 2019 we started having conversations with big commercial shippers, okay. and we started to hear the same pain points over and over again: fragmented supply, lack of visibility, yep. no single integration point, uh, capacity was really mismatched with demand, yep. and customer experience was bad. So. That's what led me down the path of, of sort of conceptualizing, we need a platform, we need to connect that platform to an aggregated pool of supply, 
There's already a ton of great delivery companies out there, but you have to align the supply and the demand yes. and then manage that delivery all the way through with exception management. Yeah. So that's how we got here. It took years, you know, as they say, every overnight success overnight takes success. 10 years. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're on eight years. So okay. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Eight years is a long time. It is. At least that's how long I've been on the journey. You know, one rail itself, has only really been in the market for three years. Okay. You know, we didn't launch this platform until 2020. Okay, so let's dive into that. Yeah. Talk to us about what, what OneRail actually does. How do you help your customers, right? Yes, great question. So let me start with the number one question we get is, how did you come up with the name? Okay. Because you let's see you it. see the word rail and you you know you auto yeah. automatically think rail, right? Intermodal, Railroads. Yeah. Right. I get lots of questions about that. My last startup was in the fintech space, financial okay. technology, and I built what has now become the leading uh, solution for processing paperless coupons. Okay. And it's in about 50,000 stores. I sold that company to a wow. company called Inmar. And through that whole journey, I learned something that the payment processing infrastructure in a store that carries the data in and out of a store, that makes all the decisions, that flags fraud if you're on an international trip and says, hey, did you really right. mean to do this? That's all called the rails. That's called the financial rail. Okay. So when oh, I now, now you, yeah, it all okay, connects, the right? The light bulb just went off. For so me. I started, yeah. Once I all the pain points I just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounded really clumsy, and I thought, wouldn't it be great to build a last mile solution that functioned like a credit card payment? Okay. You know, when you swipe your credit card, there's eight transactions that happen in milliseconds. Wow. With different banks and clearing houses and. There, yeah. There's a broad, you know, and, and data security around it. Yeah. So I thought, why couldn't a delivery come in from a shipper, a big retailer, and then we instantly assess that order and match it to the right delivery network yeah. and then manage that all the way through and track it. And like a credit card transaction, you shouldn't have to worry how it gets where it's supposed to get, yeah. you know, any of the parameters around sizing and matching. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we got there. This is what I love is that we have people coming into supply chain now or you know over the last couple of years from different industries that are seeing what's happening in those industries and saying wait a second <laughs> this can now happen in supply chain we can do this i know it's possible i've done it before let me show you how absolutely i mean i i with my previous startup yeah. We really had a paint-by-number approach to how to go from zero to national scale really fast. Okay. And we did the same thing with OneRail. We went out, you know, we worked with some of the largest shippers in the country, which I know you asked, you know, what problems are we solving? And yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But we worked with really large enterprise shippers, Fortune 50, Fortune 500. And those are the ones that have had the biggest problems scaling. Right. So by, by helping them uh, aggregate their demand, you know, with one provider like OneRail, we can give them access to so many different delivery providers that have so many different yeah. capabilities and and make that all happen instantly. So, so talk to me about that customer. So, Who is yeah. your ideal client? Is there a size? Is there an industry? You know, if I'm listening to this, I want to know if I look <laughs> like that ideal client, especially as we dive into all the benefits. <laughs> so the ideal client, you know, we sat down when we pivoted, so we stopped being a courier, we started being OneRail yep. in September of 19. And when we did that, we sat around a table and we decided who is that ideal customer. And our strategy was, you know, a lot of startups go out and they, they work with small companies, SMB, let's go get some data points. We already had lots of enterprise experience over 20 years, our team did. 
So the thought was, let's go find the biggest retailers and shippers that have the biggest problems because the biggest problem with scaling last mile is density. If you don't have density, you can't scale. So my thought was, if we go out and we work with the biggest retailers, like Advance Auto Parts is one of our customers, they have almost 5,000 stores. We're powering their fleet uh, of 13,000 delivery vehicles, 25,000 drivers, and we're powering that elasticity on top of it with third-party courier. Wow. That gives us density in over 330 markets across the country. So we went out and we targeted very large companies that have very big scalability concerns and, and pain points where they're trying to reduce their OPEX, yeah. you know, trying to reduce the amount of manual touch, uh, which I'll give you a story about American Tire Distributors on that, yeah, where we that. took all the OPEX out of their solution. They're also trying to do a better job with on-time rates. You know, a lot of our customers are at a 70%-ish on-time rate. We get that above 95% pretty quickly. Good, and, and that's and what it, we're looking for, right? Yeah, absolutely. consumers, and when I say we, I mean consumers. We are is, we're all customers, yep. yeah. So when we think about that ideal customer, it's, it's a, fulfill from store mm-hmm. is where I think OneRail has made the greatest mark. Lowe's Home Improvement, Advanced Auto Parts, Tractor Supply, Menards Home Improvement. Those, those are customers of ours where we're fulfilling from store. But also wholesalers, you know, we hear a lot about Omnichannel and Unified Commerce, yeah, you know, do. Gartner's kind of taking it down the Unified Commerce path. Yeah. The customer is at the center of the universe. Well, guess what? Wholesalers have the same problem. So we work with large wholesalers, product manufacturers like PepsiCo, American Tire Distributors. Wow. Yeah, Caterpillar. Some big names. Yeah, which is uncommon. Thank you. Right? Because it's only been a, a couple of years. Yeah. Amazing. It Amazing. Is. So what are those clients talking to you about? What are the questions that they're asking? What are the challenges that you're facing that they're coming to you with um, to try to find solutions for? So, the, so the, the number one thing we hear is, hey, we tried delivering from store. And the way that we tried to do it was, hey, let's connect to a bunch of couriers. Right. individually. Yeah. And the problem is you never can have enough capacity in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's the dimension of, do you have enough trucks? Then there's the dimension of what about diversity in terms of the types of deliveries? So okay. if you're doing a five pound package, if you're delivering a five pound package in 30 minutes that only has to go five miles, that looks very different than a 2000 pound load of flooring. So- So what our platform does is we get every order. Every order comes to OneRail. Mm -hmm. Our solution is looking at the cube, the weight, different complexities, whether it's white glove or debris removal, and we're matching it in 200 milliseconds to a delivery network. So we know exactly what the capabilities are of the, right now about a thousand delivery networks, 12 million drivers. So that matching happens and there's no thought that has to go into it. it's really matching and building enough supply of couriers to meet the demand need. So let's talk about that integrated network because I think you have the largest. We do in the world. So how did you get there? And you know, what are the benefits from working with a company like OneRail that has the largest integrated network out there? The shipper is in total control. It starts with that. So when we work with a shipper, a lot of times they have contracts with different couriers. We're not asking them to to not have those relationships. They put those couriers on the platform. But where we shine is we say, hey, if that courier who's your preferred courier doesn't have capacity or they're having a problem that day, they're having degradation 
in terms of on-time rates, we have this massive elasticity that sits above it where we can, we can ensure we're managing numbers, not couriers. Right. So let me ask you about that, because cap capacity has been a big part of the conversation with labor shortages and yeah. all sorts of challenges that are sort of hitting the industry right now. What is your take on that? What is your solution to that? What, what are you doing around capacity for your clients? So have you ever had a computer that was going slow? I'm sure you have, right? <laughs> well, I have you, my phone going slow right now because the Wi-Fi is a little slow. You but. seem like one of those people that would have 20 or 30 tabs open at the same I time. I do. How did you know? I, I am a profiler. I have that face, I, <laughs> apparently. So, so imagine, you know, there's this feature in Windows called a defragger, right? Okay. We all know the term defragging. Yeah. And so imagine we have all this supply everywhere, but it's not orchestrated to align with demand. Okay. So you have couriers that are sitting there that have no access to that demand. Our job is to sign every courier that meets the needs of our demand in every okay. geography we can. Mm -hmm. So we have a, you asked how we do it, we have a team of 10. That's all they do. I mean, they're signing five to 20 new couriers a week. Uh, wow. right now. Yeah. How many are there? We don't even know. Okay. You know, we, we just signed our first deal with one of the largest uh, refrigerated and frozen Food, food wholesalers in the country. Okay. So, so what that does is it changes yeah. the focus of that team. Now we're going after refrigerated and frozen assets, partners that can help us fulfill that. Interesting. So you're getting the client first. Yes. You're understanding their needs, but not only their needs, the right. customer's customers' needs. Customer's customer, right. Right, because I think that's really important to, to point out here as vendors, yeah. as somebody who partners with retailers or wholesalers. Right, both. Um, understanding the customer's customer, because you're an extension of that business. When you're delivering that particular piece of, well, whatever that is, a product, right? Yeah. They're get, your, your customer is getting reviews based on what you have done. We are absolutely an extension of our customer, and yeah. that's why you never see the one rail name. You know, we right. sit behind the scenes, and, and I'll let tell you, their brand it's their brand. And okay. let me tell you, one of the problems we found, one of the biggest pain points that yeah. uh, retailers had was when, when they were executing this direct model with couriers where they didn't have one rail, the end consumer who was receiving the furniture or whatever they were receiving, they would get notifications from the courier that didn't say the shipper's name. Okay. And what we've done is we've taken all those data signals that come to us from the different couriers in our network, we transform it into a shipper branded message. So now the customers are getting messages from Lowe's and from Tractor Supply. Right. One Rail's name isn't anywhere and neither is the carrier or courier. But what's interesting is that you are sitting down with the client. What is it that you need? Because every one of them is different. Yes. They have different expectations different uh, thoughts on visibility, which we'll get to in just a minute, but you're understanding their requirements and what they need, and then you're going out and finding the carriers for them. Correct, and what's nice is- That's you. We've already built the network, so right. we don't have to go re-sign all these couriers for each of our customers. Mm -hmm. It just, it's all accretive, right? It all right. just keeps adding. Yeah. So as we find new opportunities, let's say we, We've never done mattresses, which we have, but let's say we haven't. Okay. <laughs> you know, we will immediately start focusing on couriers that specialize in mattress delivery. Right. So it, it's really a glove and hand fit. And what we find is it's really difficult for the shipper to be everywhere, right? Yeah. We're crowdsourcing it. So if you can imagine the cumulative volume. I love that word. Yeah. We it, don't use that enough in supply chain. We don't. We don't do it enough in supply <laughs> chain. I mean, there's great economies of scale in that. 
And the, the thing that's exciting is, I think I mentioned, we're managing the deliveries too. So we manage if there's a late delivery, missing items. We have a team of 35 wow. that sit in Orlando and that's all they do. They're watching the control tower. They're talking to the couriers that can't find the dock. They're right. calling the customer to say, hey, we're, we just dispatched another driver for that missing item. But here's the startling number. We did 3.7 billion data transactions in the first quarter. What? If we did, 3.7 wow. billion that's API calls. That's a lot. There's, it's, it's the connective tissue, right? right? Between the shopper, the courier, yeah. the store, the yeah. warehouse. Mm -hmm. But here's the big number. We've been using AI for three years. We actually score every delivery and we score every courier in every market. Wow. So we're learning, the system is learning when it does auto dispatch, there's no manual dispatch. So if we were manually dispatching, we'd need 2,500 employees to do right. 3 million deliveries a month, which is kind of what we're, where we're at right well, now. Well, and think about the shift in conversation. Oh. You're bringing data to the table Absolutely. that they may or may not have, potentially, depending on who you're, who you're working with. Right. From a vendor or carrier perspective. Right. And you're bringing that data, you're actually bringing all parties together through the data that you're collecting and being able to say, listen, this is how it's going, this is where we need it to be, and this is maybe even benchmarks of the industry or things right. like that. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Now, and you, you hit on a good point. Every customer is different. They all have different nuances, different needs, yeah. but when you think about holistically fulfill from store, customers have gone through a journey already. They might have started trying to use them, their own team members that are working in the store back in the 2010s and 13s yeah. and 15s. Yeah. Hey, this you know e-commerce has taken off. Yeah. Uh, we do a, you know two deliveries a day, two a week. Yeah. We can handle that. Mm -hmm. Then they sign companies like Rody is one of the best out there. Rody does a phenomenal job. Companies like Freight, GoShare, and Bungie. These are all great companies. Those companies were almost like a 2.0 approach where they could handle that volume. But the problem is, what if they're out of capacity? Right. What if they're not in 330 cities, mm -hmm. which none of them are? So then what has to happen is they have you to think bigger. Got to fill the gaps. Mm -hmm. And you've got to literally flip it, flip the table, flip the script yeah. and say, you know what? You just, you really need a platform yeah. that has connective tissue. So, so that's, let's talk about that platform. Yeah. Because I think it provides visibility. But my question around visibility, like we talk about visibility all the time. It's the most overused word, oh. I think, in supply chain. And it means different things to different people. Right. So talk to us the benefits of the platform. Give us kind of an overview of what it looks like to be on the platform. Yeah. And what is the visibility that you're providing your clients? Yeah, visibility, omni-channel, big data, and AI. Those are the four most overused okay. conference <laughs> terms. Visibility is right in there. So so visibility to us, if I'm a shopper, you know, think about that end consumer. It starts way upstream in the browsing session. That's right. so Gartner has done a good job taking this term omnichannel and helping us evolve that into unified commerce. Right. Unified commerce starts higher up in the browsing session. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at a product online, I have visibility that it's in stock and I have the options of how much it's going to cost and how long it's going to take to get here. And what, what ends up happening, if you don't have the right triangulation of data between inventory, mm -hmm. transportation, and the shopper, yeah. you can't do that. And right. you end up with a very fragmented checkout process. Mm -hmm. If you think about what Amazon's done, they have mastered that, right? When you get to the end of your shopping experience in Amazon, it gives you a bunch of options. You want everything today? Yeah. You want some things today and some things tomorrow? Options Options. Yep, right. put the customer first. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really what we strive to do with all of our customers, is put the customer first, 
evolve, evolve their fulfillment uh, infrastructure so that they can provide that Amazon-like experience. So options is one thing. Exceptions is a completely other. And I believe you guys have a service around exceptions. So talk we do. to us about exceptions coming into play, what it means to a client, and what is the solution that you have for that? So we, we have a team of 35. They're in Orlando. You know, that team in 2020 was three. So we've 10x that wow. team. We 10x that well team, done. but we've we've about 200x our delivery volume. So okay. that's a that ratio changes because the platform gets smarter. Yes. There's better decisions Very being true. made on the matching. Yeah. So we our our first line of approach to exception management mm -hmm. is data and AI. Using data around the delivery, around the couriers and their past performance yeah. to make the right decisions. Then it's humans. And our belief is there will always be a need for humans to be involved at some level. You know, right now, one person at one rail can manage three to 4,000 deliveries a day. Wow. When we started, it was 80. So we have no a 71X uh, leverage on human capital because of our technology. Wow, those numbers are staggering. It's, it's unbelievable. To, you need to come visit so you can see it. And we, we host customers all the time because they need to see it because nobody's built anything like this. Maybe yeah. Maybe we set up a video series <laughs> later on. We'd love that. Um, so you mentioned an example earlier. What I want to do is paint a picture for somebody who is like, I am your ideal client. <laughs> I love everything that you're saying. But what was the problem that maybe a client came to you with? What was the solution you provided? What was the ROI and benefit from working with you? Yeah, that's a great question. So. We're real lucky. I mean, we've been able to raise capital even during the bad market we, that we're in right now. Right. We've had three customers invest, and that says a lot. That says a lot. And, well done. That's a level of conviction that I personally have never had okay. in any of my startups. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back. It's like a songwriter always loves their first song they wrote <laughs> the most, right? So okay. American Tire Distributors was the first... Uh, company to come onto the platform. Okay. And there was a guy there named Bill Hancock. He, he's now the chief supply chain officer at US Foods. Okay. And we met Bill and Bill said, you know, we have 1,500 trucks, we have 120 warehouses, but we're struggling to do this expedited delivery, same day, 90 minute delivery. Right. And the, the struggle was, it was the capacity, never in the right place at the right time. Tracking and visibility was a problem. It was driving phone calls through the roof. They were getting three to five phone calls on every delivery at the warehouse level. Wow. Because there's no lot. tracking, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then also the, the calls from the warehouse to the delivery companies. So the customer would call the warehouse, they, and the warehouse would call the delivery companies. Yeah, it's and like a snowball it's, effect. It's a horrible snowball effect. So here's the net net. They only really were able to roll that out to about 30 stores doing it the manual way. Okay. And within one year, we had them live with a 98% on-time rate in all 120 wow. warehouses to the point where they put a brand on it called ATD Express. Okay. We reduced OPEX by about 13 million in soft costs. Wow. Um, we saw tremendous reductions, about 20% in transportation costs. And we saw the on-time rate go from 70% to 98%. Well, um, and what you didn't touch on was the customer retention. Yeah, I mean, same. Because through all those numbers, they yep. are retaining customers, they're getting new customers, they are getting word of mouth marketing. So, so one of the things we see in B2B delivery, which we do B2B with Advanced Auto Parts mm -hmm. and American Tire Distributors, okay. among a lot, but those are two that are really high volume. And what we saw was 
in that auto parts space especially in tires if it's a tire shop or repair shop they're going to order that part from three different providers and whichever one gets there first gets the sale <laughs> right. so not only do you have a big cost to put that yep. back through the supply chain as a return you lost the sale and you're not Absolutely. gonna get the next sale, right? Wow. So yeah, we've I can't disclose what the sales lift has been, but it's been appreciable to the point where ATD invested in our last funding Amazing. round. So, so if I if I wanna know, like what does onboarding look like? Does it take a while? Is there integration? You know, what does it look like? Because if I'm sitting in the audience, you know, onboarding is a really big question for any supply chain teams, yeah. professionals chief supply chain officers looking to potentially work with you? It's really two things, right? It's onboarding and then time to value. So with onboarding, it's typically a 30 to 90 day process. Okay. You know, what, what the biggest work that we have to do is connect to the API. Okay. Or to connect to the demand signal. Mm -hmm. So we're an API platform, one single API. Yeah. You get access to the software, 12 million drivers and our team. Okay. And we're integrating with what I call the demand signal. Mm -hmm. So we integrate with a TMS, an OMS, a WMS, an e-com platform. Uh, we're connecting to that whole ecosystem, but we only need one connection. Right. We don't need to connect to all of them. Okay. So in a I think the IT teams are, or the supply chain professionals are breathing a sigh of relief because they're thinking about everything their IT teams need to do. Right. And we even have a, an integration-free approach, okay. which some of our customers have used to get kind of immediate, an immediate read on time to value and, okay. and understanding Amazing. the KPIs. Mm -hmm. So we've stood up companies like Lowe's with a manual process and then went back and did the API integration. So okay. we, we have a number of different ways we can get a customer up and running. Um, huh. But it's typically 30 to 90 days. It just depends on the complexities. And that's really great because, again, a lot of technology teams are very, very busy. And it can be, you know, a barrier to entry for a lot of technology companies when they're looking to work with a customer. It could take a long time just to free up their time to be able to do that integration. So you're thinking yeah. about it in a very different way. And <laughs> you're able to get them up and running and do the integration later, which I love. Well, we, we, we will even go one step further where if a customer, we just had a big mall retailer come to us and say, we have to be up and running by October, but we don't have any IT resources. Ooh, <laughs> we've heard that one before. <laughs> so we have 75 engineers and product developers at okay. OneRail. So we actually will build a gateway where they can point an existing like TMS API yeah to us, okay. and they don't have to do really anything, right? We wow. still have to meet their data security protocols, yeah. but we offload that work, we take that work on for the sake of getting the customer up and running. Okay, awesome. So last but not least, what does the future look like for OneRail? Give us some of the secrets that are coming up. Yeah, I might have hinted at it a little bit. So, you know, we started out as a last mile delivery solution. And we're very much focused now on omni-channel orchestration. Okay. So when I think about last mile, that's our knitting. You know, that's our entry point. That's where yeah. we've proven ourselves yeah. that we can scale quick. But now what we're doing is we're starting to get into some advanced use cases where we can take a signal from an OMS at the moment that a shopper is looking online, triangulate that off transportation, nice. and give that shopper the visibility they need to when they can have it and what it's going to cost to lower the cost and lower the inventory risk for the shipper. Amazing. And that's one of the biggest problems from Fulfill From Store yeah. is on time and in full. Yeah. And if you have nine of 10 items at one store, but all 10 at the next, would a shipper pay $2 more to ship it a little further? That's the thing with options. That's what we do. Yeah. So on our roadmap, 
It's that, you know, what we call it dynamic fulfillment. And it's that triangulation between inventory, transportation, and shopper. And then it's also inventory visibility through first mile through last. Okay. Because we get all the order data anyway. So Amazing. now we're starting to manage that visibility. We call it chain of custody. Yeah. Reduces, it not only helps on the sales side, but it reduces, uh, it's a loss prevention strategy as well. Well, I can't wait. That sounds like really exciting and a really exciting future, not only for OneRail, but the supply chain industry, supply chain professionals, last mile delivery. I mean, there's so many things. Where can people get in touch with you? You can find us online at onerail.com. You're not going to see any trains if you go there. You're going to see a last mile and an omni-channel orchestration solution. Um, so you can find us online at onerail.com. We have a great team. You know that would. And the one thing I will say, if you reach out to us, we take what I would call a very consultative value engineering approach to everything okay. we do. If it's not a good fit for a customer, we don't want to make you unhappy. So we start with putting a lot of investment into giving you an assessment, yeah. helping the customer understand with their data mm -hmm. how we can actually make an impact on OPEX, on transportation costs, and on that overall customer experience. Great, well, you heard it all here, OneRail is doing some amazing things in the industry. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us your insights on the industry, sharing with us what OneRail does and what the future looks like. So I appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me and uh, always a pleasure. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. So did you have a guess at today's big question? At the top of the show, I asked you, what was the average cost per failed delivery in 2020? Well, it was $17.20, which is quite a big cost, especially for those brands offering free shipping. Keep listening for more questions, keep engaging and reaching out on social media, and we may have some very special prizes to give away. If you'd like to hear more, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. And if you're looking for a solution to a supply chain challenge, we've most likely had them on the show. So if you use the search bar at letstalksupplychain.com, put in your keyword all of that information will come up. You can listen to the podcast episode, find out if you're the right fit before you even get in their sales funnel. And remember to come back next week when I'm going to be joined by Trenton from GoFreight. GoFreight is a SaaS brand that is on a mission to build a global company that is customer obsessed, values innovation in technology, and solves problems with deep empathy and brilliant simplicity. I mean, that is just music to my ears. So I cannot wait to ask Trenton all about it. We'll be diving into the company, what they do and how they do it. I'll be asking Trenton about visibility and its impact on margins, creating 
memorable customer experiences and why leveling the playing field for small and medium-sized businesses is key to the future of the industry. I am really looking forward to this one, so make sure you do not miss it. If you enjoy our show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, as well as TikTok. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain, and subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and maybe even get our supply chain dictionary for free over at letstalksupplychain.com. The merch is in our shop, the supply chain dictionary. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage. And remember, we are just about to launch or we are just launching the Secret Society of Supply Chain, which is our new membership group. It is for all levels of supply chain and we have something for everyone. Our supply chainers group, is all about exclusive content. And you're going to hear from brands like Macy's, Best Buy, Stitch Fix, and so much more that you're not going to want to miss out. Plus, we've got monthly meetup groups for women in supply chain and marketing professionals in supply chain, specifically tailored to you and making sure that um, you get some personal professional development and help you create some of those campaigns that you are working on. So go to letstalksupplychain.com and actually the link is on the homepage. Click that, take the quiz, and we will be in touch with you. Remember, if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, go and rate rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.